There is one mistake I see made time and time again in the crypto markets. Whether it's a bear market, whether conditions are more crabbish, whether it's a bull market, I see this mistake being made time and time again until today. It stops now because at the end, I'm going to tell you exactly what this mistake is, why people fall into this trap, and most importantly, how you can go around it and avoid it and some potential opportunities to consider. So make sure you stick around until the all important end where we're going to talk about this. Before we get there, BTC, ETH, altcoins, top three headlines in the news is what we're going to cover. If you open up the one day BTC chart, you'll see that price action is pretty jumpy. And overall, compared to uh, what we saw a week ago, we very much uh, experienced a downtrend now and we're struggling to get significantly above the 22k level for the last few days now. What appears to have happened is that the Bitcoin momentum has evaporated as risky assets soften ahead of the Jackson Hole Symposium. If you read and received the Monday Market Meditations newsletter, you'll know that we always provide a economic calendar of the week. And of course, if we look at what we said was going to happen for Friday, we see that we highlighted the Jackson Hole Symposium coming up on Friday. This is a very important event because a lot of Wall Street expects inflation to take two years or longer for the Fed to get under control. A lot of people think that the next hikes at the FOMC meeting are going to be even more aggressive. And the market expectation is that at this Friday speech at the Jackson Hole Symposium, Jerome Powell is only going to confirm that inflation's not under control yet a lot more aggressive hikes need to take place and that it is too soon for investors to feel assured that inflation is under control. And in other words, it's too soon for investors to really consider risky assets like tech stocks and BTC and the crypto markets anytime soon. If we open up a daily chart of Ethereum, we'll see that again, Ethereum is outperforming BTC. Ethereum usually plays follow the leader a little bit with BTC, but that's definitely not been the case since a lot of excitement has come through regarding the merge coming up next month. This has allowed Ethereum to experience isolated or independent price rallies from BTC. And today, uh, it appears that the sentiment again is more positive in the run up to the merge. There's a lot of confusion about whether the merge will actually be positive for price action. And on a daily basis, we shift from being more bearish towards bullish again in terms of what will happen after the merge. And today and yesterday, we appear to be a little bit more positive generally regarding what the merge will mean for Ethereum. As discussed, the price rally for Ethereum is more uniquely driven by merge factors and actually the altcoin market is more similarly tracking BTC today and is generally struggling and either neutral or slightly red. So now let's move on to the top three headlines in the news today until we get into that big mistake that everyone in the crypto markets needs to stop making ASAP. This next headline is quite a specific one, but I think it points towards the macro important update that NFT markets are struggling right now, specifically because of liquidity issues. 
Bendao is a popular NFT collateralized lending platform that allows users to deposit Ethereum to earn interest and borrowers can obtain loans using their NFTs as collateral. A revolutionary idea that combines two of crypto's hottest topics, DeFi and NFTs. Bendao currently supports seven major NFTs as collateral, including the most prominent names like Board 8 Yacht Club, Mutant 8 Yacht Club, and CryptoPunks. However, a brewing liquidity crisis, which the illiquid nature of NFTs has enhanced, has forced the Bendao community to vote on short-term changes to the lending platform. The proposal begins by saying, we are sorry that we underestimated how illiquid NFTs could be in a bear market when setting the initial parameters before stating the suggested changes. Short-term parameter improvements include gradually reducing the liquidation threshold to 70% from 90%, reducing the auction period from 48 hours to 4 hours, removing the first bid limitation of 95% of the floor price, and adjusting the interest rate base to 20%. Due to rising interest rates for loans on the platform and the declining floor price of their NFTs, amongst poor market conditions, some borrowers have actually just defaulted on their loans. Lenders worried about the project's health have withdrawn their funds from the platform, triggering a bank run. In addition, NFTs up for collateral for defaulted loans are now in danger of liquidation, with some already up for auction. Interesting events to do with a specific project and also just alluding, as mentioned at the beginning, to the overall illiquidity and struggles of the NFT markets currently. Top headline two is a little bit more fun and different. Market psychology is everything. Why are people doing what they're doing? Why is that whale telling me with such confidence how they think the market will move? Do they have any ulterior motives? This gets more confusing when multiple times whales promote opposite trades, but at least one trader seems to think they have found a winning edge. Crypto Twitter's Al God is perhaps best known for his famous bet with Do Kwon that Luna's price would tank. After that prophecy came true, he's turned to counter trading a different type of trader. CNBC's Jim Cramer. Despite professing to be an expert, viewers of Mad Money sometimes claim that Cramer's advice seems counterintuitive or that his track record is poor. Starting with a BTC short and an ETH long, the account was up nearly 50% within 10 days. And yesterday, Algod posted that the account had officially doubled in value after just a month. Others have looked into Kramer's predictions before. Two studies from Wharton School and Penn State concluded that Jim Kramer's picks underperformed the market on a risk-adjusted basis. Over a 17 period, his performance was circa 4%, compared to the S&P's 500s, 7%. An interesting and bespoke crypto Twitter specific event here, suggesting that despite being a prominent profile, some people's ability to profit from trades is not always consistent, especially compared to a benchmark rate like the S&P 500. Top headline three looks at Telegram, which may launch a new marketplace to allow users to transfer usernames via NFT-like smart contracts, according to founder Pavel Durov, who spoke in a message on the platform. Imagine, he said, how successful Telegram with its 700 million customers would be if we put reserved at usernames groups and channel links for auction. In addition to millions of catchy t.me addresses like at Storm or at Royale, all four-letter usernames could be made available for sale. Ton jumped around 10% after Jurov sent the message. The company did not immediately respond to a request for comment.
Jurov is eyeing the Ton blockchain, which he designed to host decentralized sales, saying the Telegram team can write bulletproof smart contracts for Ton. He cited the success of a recent auction Ton conducted for domain and wallet names, including wallet.ton, which sold for 215,250 Ton coin, about $260,000, and casino.ton for about $244,000. A household huge name like Telegram getting more involved in blockchain technology is only a good news. It means a lot of positive developments for people who are already active in the space and it will surely attract a whole different demographic who might not yet be used to or trusting of the cryptocurrency and blockchain markets. We now move on to that big mistake in the crypto markets that many people are making and how to work around it. I suspect this is the part of the call that a lot of people were most looking forward to and congratulations if you've made it this far. People new to the DeFi space often fall victim to the lure of outrageous yields. And why not? On the surface, yield farms offering a high payout for depositing your tokens are irresistible. But these hidden gems come nestled in a bevy of pitfalls. Even when successfully navigated, the age-old question of risk versus reward remains. The mistake that a lot of crypto investors make is not considering real yield. This is the actual value coming from a yield-bearing opportunity. The rewards for farms offering an outrageously high APY often come at a cost. The fine print frequently reveals tokens being used to pay rewards are not the same as those deposited. Instead, the token of the day is usually inflationary, meaning its creation is unchecked and theoretically endless. As people buy into the farms, more tokens are created. This works out well for everyone if the project can create a product with enough demand to substantiate an organic reason to hold them. More often than not, it doesn't. And all those tokens that were paid out by the fistful, that exact reason you decided to enter this opportunity in the first place, ends up being worthless. It's not all bad news though. There are ways to avoid wasting heaps of time locking up your tokens for magic beans. The protocol sees traffic. If people are using it regardless of the yields offered, chances are higher there's value in the project. If there are only crowds when yields are too good to be true, it may not be all that it's cracked up to be. Traffic is good, but it means nothing if it doesn't generate some kind of revenue. The protocol needs to be profitable. And then how are payouts dispersed? It can be perfectly reasonable if tokens are used to subsidize rewards. Even though the yields might not be quite as high as your first credit card interest rate, fair wages for work still exists. For example, Trader Joe is the leading decentralized exchange on the Avalanche network. Staking on Joe currently has a yield of 17.8%, the pool is USDC, and Trader Joe produces a profit by charging a fee for every swap. Some of these fees are distributed to selected farms. Another example would be Synthetic, which runs on the Ethereum and Optimism networks and enables users to create synthetic versions of real-world assets. Currently offering yields of about 33%, paid out in SUSD and SNX. SUSD is paid by traders using certain features of the synthetic trading protocol, while SNX is an inflationary reward used to subsidize earnings. The most important consideration will always be risk management and security practices. But even if a project passes these tests, make sure to look at the back end. If the yield isn't real, make it a hard pass.
That now brings us to the end of today's market update. Remember, I do these every single day, 10-minute calls where you get to know everything you need to know about the crypto markets. So I will speak to you again tomorrow when we will get up to speed with everything we need to know about the crypto markets in just 10 minutes. Thank you very much and let's chat soon. Bye.